0: Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles podcast. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from pet owners about their projects, businesses and ventures. I’m your host Michelle Adams, founder of Chatty Cats Care, London’s professional cat Sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with pet owners to chat about their individual journeys and of course, their beloved pets. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Catmas Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by two very talented people, Chris Hudson and Shelley Hale, the artists and founders of Crazy Cat Lady Ceramics. This wonderful couple started their ceramics business together in 2013 with a mission to help people celebrate the joy animals bring into their lives. Every product is handmade and an original work of art. They make things the old-fashioned way with a modern touch. I'm so excited to find out more about this amazing business which feels so fitting for the theme of this podcast as well. So without further ado, thank you so much both for joining us today on the podcast. I've introduced you briefly but if you could both tell us a little bit more about yourselves that would be amazing.
1: Um, So I'm I'm Chris Hudson, and we're currently in Vermont on a tiny little island. And uh I've been in the ceramics business for 20 years, and I've loved cats all my life. And it's uh it's a circle of of love and fur and clay and cat hair. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Well, hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having us. We're we're super
2: excited, and we love your podcast. I love the diversity of the subject that you have. Uh, We listened to different ones, and uh, they were amazing. Um, So I'm Shelly. I was um, born and raised in Israel, but now I live in the states, and my whole family is still in Israel. And I, after my army service, which is mandatory there, I, I. well, I started before, but after that, I started like serious traveling around the world. I backpacked in South America and then I started like long distance hiking. And for, I would say for the first 20 years of my adult life, I was like a the wandering Jew I call myself. <laughs> and I just, I lived on a commune. I've, I've just been everywhere. Um, and, um, that's kind of how I met Chris when I was working in the winter in some ski resort in Southern Vermont. And, um, we met, this was, I used to work in the winters to make money so I could travel for the rest of like the spring and summer until the fall and then work a little bit in the winter. So she
1: could walk up and down a mountain. Right. So <laughs> And, do- you know, she walked from Georgia to Maine on foot, you know, the Appalachian trail. And she was one of, the, she was the first person with her ex-husband to hike across Quebec. So that's she's amazing. downplaying <laughs> she's downplaying how you know the working and the walking. Sounds amazing. No, I'm like, oh my
0: gosh, when you're when I'm listening to the story that you're telling, I'm like, wow, like you could write a yeah. book. Like honestly, it sounds <laughs> so interesting. In
1: theory, there's supposed to be a documentary that's coming out at some point about Shelly and her hikes. <laughs> So
0: fascinating! I'm so glad you enjoy the podcast as well. Like I'm, I'm really tired. Oh, thanks! Absolutely, you. Very nice of you to say that. <laughs>
2: I mean, what's not to like? It's interesting people and they're talking about their cats. I mean, we're just looking for anybody to listen to stories about our cats. You know how right? people show pictures of their babies yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah, really nice. But look at my cats. <laughs> so this is like
1: the perfect place for that. You're yeah. just enabling us. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. A lot of people say that as well to me. So I'm really glad that I have this, this kind of platform to, to offer that space because I mean who doesn't want to hear about cats they're amazing exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so let's start by if you could tell us a little bit more about how crazy cat lady ceramics came about and how did you come up with the name
2: <laughs> well we um before we actually bought our house and moved and, and settled and started our business, we used to do road trips around the States. And one of our road trips we took for five weeks and we followed this band called the Indigo Girls. And we that was after the passing of my cat, Bulbul, and which completely devastated me. This is before... I mean, I was already with Chris, but it was before we moved in together. Mm -hmm. And um,
1: while on the road trip, we were thinking like, how can we... Make uh, money and not have to actually have a real job. Well, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was more like, how can we commemorate and do something for him? And and how do we channel that love Mm -hmm. through what we do through what we love to do which is working with clay and this was actually right before I even started studying or maybe I just started studying clay and um at first we said well we can do urns because we Mm -hmm. can really put the animal's life and all the joys and 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 his their connection with their humans on that urn for someone to look at and be more of a celebration of their life instead of something morbid
1: yeah cuz we googled urns back then i mean this was in 2013 and we couldn't really find anything that was kind of matched our aesthetic and what we were looking for so yeah. we were like i was like well uh, we can make one right and so while we were on the road trip i can't remember we where were we were like
2: a- I think maybe Louisiana or something. And we were um, throwing all these, like, oh, what should we call ourselves? And we were like brainstorming. And Shelly
1: came up with a million dollar idea. I was
2: like, well, it's
1: Crazy Cat
2: Lady Ceramics. Yeah. It is who we are. And uh, we always say, well, Crazy Cat Lady Ceramics, it's not just a
1: A brand, it's a lifestyle.
2: Right. (laughs) I like that.
0: (laughs) It's true. Um, And it's so true because. So my cat sadly um, passed away at the end of 2020 during the lockdown. Aww. And um, I mean, it was the same with us. We were kind of looking for something to commemorate him and his life. We had him for 24 years, by the way. So, oh, my God. Yeah,
2: wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh.
1: You're an angel. Wow.
2: You're so yeah. lucky. What, what so was lucky. his Jerry, whose name is Jerry. Oh,
1: Jerry! I'm
2: so sorry for your loss. Thank you, thank you. Um, we
0: ended up finding, um, actually this um kind of pot um that was a cat, and it was perfect. Like my mum just found it in a store, like random. Amazing. And then um we had like a little biodegradable tube, um and then we placed it in the pot covered it with soil and we planted some bulbs in there which are oh, no. coming out so that was nice. fortunate. Oh. but like you said that there, there's hardly anything out there um, when it came to commemorating
2: cats
1: right well we yes. still make urns that's still oh, a, a very special part of our practice and ah, every good. time we do it I cry when I throw it We've actually made some
2: urns for people and their pets, so we for had, whole families. We, yeah, like some. Unfortunately, one young woman have, has passed, and her mom um, asked us to make for her daughter. And actually, the her favorite cat hasn't passed yet, but she wanted to make sure that when the her cat will pass away, she will join it with her daughter in the urn. So, mm-hmm. of course, we were like it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. It was so moving to be part of their story.
1: It's probably my favorite part still of what we do is when we get to make urns for people, because we get, you know, we ask so much about the pet and we get to hear the real, you know, the stories. And also, you know, we kind of help people with grief, uh, Because it's amazing how many people say, oh, I know it's just a cat or a dog or whatever, but it's like it's not. It's
0: like we're almost taught in society that we can't grieve animals in the same way that we grieve humans, which is just ridiculous because they are a part of the
1: family. And they're so much better than humans.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And not just that, people always, you can feel that they're, it's almost like they're testing the water to see are you gonna get me? Are we on the same page we get you can, can, can we talk about our grief and for you not to judge us because and it's over and over and over again they almost are apologetic for their yeah. feelings about their pets and we're like you don't need to apologize with us. We are we feel for your pet the same as we feel for our own pet.
1: especially Shelly
2: yeah I'm like like I can feel their pain I can feel it and it's they can be and and it gives them a space to really like open up and and not feel like they have to hold back
1: you know and then all that energy goes into the object that we then create exactly so
0: Honestly, I felt like you, I don't know if you can see those tears in my eyes. Like I feel so emotional talking. It is.
1: It's very emotional. Every, I, I throw the urns because Shelly throws the mugs and she does all like the kind of decorations and the fiddly stuff and the pretty stuff. And every time I throw them, I really, I try and think about the animal. I think about, you know, I've seen pictures. We ask people to send us lots of photos and I, I try to channel, the animal really well, I'm throwing it because it's like, what an honor. And like we said, we've done it for a, a whole family we, of people and humans. And so it, it's a really magical part of our, of what we do.
0: Yeah, it sounds really special, honestly, it yeah. does. Um, so Chris, you've been a part of the ceramics world for 20 years now,
1: which is really impressive. So how did it all begin <laughs> for you? Uh, when I was in high school, I went to high school in California and I'm really lucky that some old lady in the 70s donated a bunch of money to the education system there and they put in pottery studios and all the high schools.
0: Wow. And
1: when I was 16 to I lost my mom to breast cancer. And pottery became kind of like my refuge. Um, so it started there, and then I somehow through, I ended up going to university in Pennsylvania for a year. And then there was an exchange student from England that came over and joined our department. And I, I fell in love. And I then I went to England and did completed my bachelor's there. And uh, when I got there, I saw that all the cool kids went to the Royal College of Art. So I got lucky and I went there. And then after that, I ran some ceramics departments. And I did some visiting lecturing at different places. And after 10 years, the relationship kind of ended. And then I came back to the States and I had a a studio for a bit and then it got burnt down, uh, sadly. And and then flooded, the wreckage got flooded. And then I ended up on a mountain making sandwiches with Shelly. And (laughs) we kind of and then we found this house and it just kind of happened and and it's been a dream for a long long you know 20 years i've i've always i've been one of those people that's always known what they want to do i never had to kind of question it and i always say it's cuz i can't do anything else so <laughs> this is it
0: <laughs> yeah it was made for you like this whole path it sounds like it was it was meant to be
1: oh yeah i feel very like guided you know I I lost my father when I was 23 too and I'm an only child so okay. my work is really I feel like it's about legacy and, and you know that's why I like ceramics it stays around for a long time but you know it everything was put in its in front of me when I needed it even if I didn't understand it at the time especially Shelly but when I met Shelly I knew it was love at first sight for me I was like oh my god
0: that's so cute that's honestly so sweet I'm so glad that it worked out for you as well
1: me too it's still working out I think
0: yeah (laughs) clearly
1: Shelley's not saying anything oh
0: I know she feels the same Uh, yes (laughs) what was your time in England like Chris I'm intrigued to find out what you thought about um England. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I loved it. It really? was magic. It was ten of the best years of my life. I also did jujitsu. I oh. so I basically did ceramics and jujitsu. So clay and got beat wow. up. Um, <laughs> But the teachers I had, the education I received in England, I would never be able to get anything like that here. Okay. Um, it was a fully practice-based thing, so I learned everything that you could do with clay, from slip casting and. Uh, you know technology, decal. decal, yeah, all sorts of things. I would have never been able to do it here. And I just was so lucky and this other people that were on the courses with me really taught me a lot. Like, and I just loved every moment of it. I mean and going to the Royal was such a magical thing. Every day walking by the VA and looking at Hyde high- park and I used to go to the VA like four times a week and sit there and stare at things and weep at the <laughs> beauty of things. And I just loved it. You know, I loved pubs. I loved the whole experience of it. And I mean I miss it. I don't miss the weather, but <laughs> but um I sure miss the museums and the art and and also there I discovered the artist Grayson Perry uh-huh. who is uh yeah. probably my Number one and Shelley's ceramic here. I actually got to see a show of his before he was kind of famous, and wow. he gave his talks, and so I got to meet him, and it was just a magical time. I mean, I was young and had fun and drank too much, and <laughs>
0: you
1: know, and just enjoyed being a, a crazy artist. I didn't actually even make functional work then. I I, I made I sculpted and made bears. No cats. <laughs> that came later.
0: Well, it sounds like uh, you really enjoyed it. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad oh, you yeah. hear that you enjoyed your time. And hopefully maybe you guys can come back and visit again. So oh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to take her on a pub crawl
2: <laughs> yeah oh you know, like, yeah you have to. I don't actually drink I don't drink <laughs> anymore anymore I would yeah. say and uh <laughs> but <laughs> for me it's the architecture I yeah. am just it's like stepping into like a, a fairy tale I've been to England before and okay. for a short little while and uh it's I, I lived in Europe too and in Germany and and it's been there is something the aesthetic really
1: vibes with us and our kind of I it's sort of like
2: I mean for me it's the bridges we're sort of towers it's
1: and we're sort of modern Victorians and our aesthetic I think and I was struck by the historical presence everywhere you know it's not like in the states in the states it's Disney World you know it's not a real in England, it's like, no, no, that's real. That was there in the war, you know, yeah. not to fake it. Especially Edinburgh. I
0: don't know if you guys have had a chance to travel to yes. Scotland. It's yes. very Harry Potter-esque and uh,
1: Yeah, Scotland great. is so beautiful. I, yeah. I was really lucky because of jujitsu, I got to really travel all over England and Europe wow, and okay. it was just magic.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, yeah, actually, leading on from that, can you tell us about where you have exhibited your work, Chris? And what's <clears throat> been um, your favorite place so far?
1: I think one of my favorite exhibitions ever was in Amsterdam. Um, oh. After I finished the Royal, I got to go and do a residency in Copenhagen. Well, it's outside of Copenhagen. Uh, it's called Gulagard. It's an international kind of ceramics place, and uh, they pick a number of graduates who have finished their masters and they bring everybody together and you work together for two months for an exhibition. And then the exhibition we did actually traveled around and went from the Copenhagen museum and the Amsterdam and other places. And so I've had stuff, All over Europe and everywhere, and but I think Amsterdam. That was definitely pretty cool. I was like, I went there, you know, went on the little tour and the, you know, and went the red light district. (laughs) I was like a tourist and maybe popped in a cafe. Little little toe, but I'm not uh, sure
2: if it's even like the same because I was there when I was very young. I remember, and what later on. A few years ago when I went there, well, it's now it's been a few years ago. um, I think they changed it a little bit, the accessibility to it. I'm
1: not sure, but. um, It was amazing. I I thought that was a good show, you know, and it was such a different world back then. I mean, the way that ceramics and artists in general interact with the world now is so different because now it's social media. Now, you know, Mm -hmm. the art world I was preparing to enter doesn't exist anymore. You know, we had to we were kind of lucky that at the beginning of building this company, there was still kind of like a gap and room for us to go in. You know, there were famous cats and stuff, but there weren't crazy cat lady ceramics yet. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. You came, you, you started at the right time for sure. One hundred percent. Um, What are some of the best, I know you spoke about the urns um, and you really enjoy the urns, but what are some of the best or favorite pieces that you've made, Chris?
1: The sculpture. Occasionally, well, we haven't made sculpture in like five or six years. You know, when we started the company, we were like, yeah, we're going to make all these urns for like, you know, maybe like Oprah's dogs or famous, you know, like we have all these exotic ideas and and we'll make all this sculpture and, but of course nobody buys that. So then you make sort of more practical things, but I'd say the sculpture and the urns are really my favorite, but also now, you know, we get the chance to make custom Mm -hmm. mugs or things for people. And those are always really special. I mean, there's sometimes they're a bit crazy to make because people have very specific ideas about things, but it definitely pushes us. There was one project in, Uh, in particular for a wedding that we made, I think it was 15 mugs and each mug was a different film that we illustrated and put the couple into the film and on each mug. I mean, and that took like, Oh my God, it's Shelly afterwards. Shelly was like, you're never allowed to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) because Each drawing took hours and months. months. It took months. And so for, they they had like a small wedding and so for every person that was a guest at the wedding they each got like a different film so we did like Harry Potter and Psycho someone, Psycho oh, the Files, The X-Files Indiana Jones so that was really fun that was yeah. one of my kind of favorite things like can think like as a project yeah
0: that sounds really special and then again um, it's so personal Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now coming on to you, Shelley, you equally have a very impressive career and experience in ceramics as well. So can you tell us a bit more about your journey and how that started for you?
2: Um, Well, mine is a bit different. I actually it started when I was a very, very young child and it started through smell. Now, Israel is a very, very dry country. There is, except for in the winter, like in in the summer, you can go for like eight months without a drop of rain. And when it's so hot and there is so much dust and and you never get rain, then when it does rain, the smell after the rain is just, it made me high. And as a really young child, like three, four, five years old, I was just... My senses, which it was just like, it was like fireworks in my brain. That smell was so stimulating. And me being me, everything that smells so incredible has to go through my mouth too. So I would go outside after the rain and like inhale deeply, and I would always have to taste a little bit of earth. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, once it was in my mouth, it wasn't as great having the grains mm-hmm. like in your teeth, it's not as pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to do it every single time because it was just so incredible. And I'm not sure if you—I don't know. I'm sure you get some kind of smell in England after the rain, but because yes. it rains so much, yes, we do. It's so, and it's still good even here. But when you don't have rain for eight months, mm-hmm. it's just a, so strong. Mm-hmm. Now, when I started, so this is really the the wet and clay has the same exact smell every time i open a bag of clay i take like a big whiff of it and i don't put it in my mouth anymore (laughs) (laughs) at least i won't say it here on your podcast (laughs) when
1: when we started out our business before we had a house and we you know we were poor shelly was still living in montreal i was living in the in in you know in northern vermont here we used to go and work in a shared studio they have in Burlington that's actually why I came to Vermont and why I came to where we are because they had a shared studio ceramic studio and Shelly was always like opening the bag and, and all these people <laughs> staring at her yeah know? they would
2: look at me like I'm crazy and then when I started hiking like on the Appalachian Trail which I did that for 11 years the a lot of uh it crosses 14 states from Georgia to Maine the eastern United States and it's um 3,500 kilometers end to end. And a lot of parts you actually walk on clay earth, which is very rich and very slippery when it's wet and other parts that are not, maybe doesn't have as much clay in it, but it's still, and it rained so much. And I, and also with the rotting leaves, it's kind of like the same smell. So it would just, my senses were so sharp while hiking. And that desi- this kind of like always was a desire to work with clay because I knew that one day I will have to do it. I I just was drawn to it really through the smell, and when but because I was never in one place long enough to study, I um, I said well whenever one day I settle down that's what I'm going to do. So in and 2000- then she met me right, and then in 2010 mm-hmm. when I finally I finished my hike. And I, uh, I stayed long enough in Montreal. I, I years before I heard about um, this artist, um, Mahmoud Bogain. And um, he, um, he's from Iran is incredible. He's magical. And I thought, well, one day I want to study with him. And then when I finally had the opportunity to be there long enough, I started taking classes with him. And I, uh, I have to say, I only took a few classes with him, which was, it was like watching a magician work. It's even today, after all these years, back then I thought it was magical. Now I'm like, what was that? Because <laughs> now even you too, know better. Now I know better. And I'm like, like yeah, even in a hundred years, I will not be able to do what he, what he is capable of. It was just incredible. But I did actually watch a lot of YouTube and I taught myself through YouTube. Most ah, of it. Yeah. I didn't really teach her. She taught herself through. Amazing. Years. Right. Yeah. But and the more you, obviously since I throw the mugs, you know, it's just like day after day after day, thousands and thousands and thousands of mugs.
1: You I know. think we've probably sold around 15,000 mugs. Okay. Yeah, in the last since, few years. Since twenty. 14 yeah about fifteen thousand mugs so she's had some practice
0: yeah yeah Yeah, i can imagine that's so cool um and that you kind of self like that the fact
1: that you're self-taught makes makes it even more impressive for me so um yeah (laughs) thank you well she was a dancer and a massage therapist and from all the hiking she's very in tune with her body so somebody who's in tune that's half the battle
0: yeah yeah when you were talking about the smells, have you heard of synesthesia before? It's what like, is that? So it's people who feel and
1: smell colour.
2: Oh, nice. Yes. I right. saw
1: that document. There's an amazing documentary on the BBC, I think, about that. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, I
2: I I don't have that, but everything since practically I was born, everything is actually goes through my nose you know and then Not your maybe mouth. physically and then my mouth you yeah. know I have to experience with other senses too but I'm I have a very very uh, sharp sense of smell yeah. which could be also bad because you know I can smell anything uh, yeah. that's everything bugs me migraines <laughs> whatever headaches you know yeah but if it's a good smell. Like I, I like natural smells. So she
1: smells the cats oh, at least a yes. hundred times. Cats in. smell oh. good.
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: Actually, the, and they all have different smells. They do,
2: right? And yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine in Israel and I was telling, she was like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm sitting here with my nose in the armpit of my cat, Shalom, and she's giving me like this look and, and I'm like, oh, it's like my favorite thing is just to inhale the cats. And I know I can say it here on your podcast because there's other crazy, probably. Exactly.
0: No, we do the same. We do the same. My boyfriend, he loves to do that. He loves to pick cats up, kiss them here on the head and then just smell them.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Also, after they sit in the sun for a while and all like their fur get warm and all the smells come out. Oh, my God. It makes me high just thinking. She's a
1: cat sniffing connoisseur. (laughs) you know
2: they should make up like a a perfume well you know oh, the cat
1: yeah well because you know oh, ba- baby jesus smells like a sheep right mm-hmm.
2: and you know sometimes they actually this is really interesting because we had a cat her name is push, push. she was like the queen and and the of the universe and she an ex- still is Saint Pushbush. She's very, very special. cat, And she would smell like perfume, like roses. Now, we don't have anybody come in the house. We never wear perfume. Um, And every time we, both of us would smell, it would be so distinct, like really like a female, sometimes like more of an old lady perfume. So I think maybe sometimes they even channel or maybe it's like spirits around that they catch on their smell. I often think that as well, because with their personality,
0: sometimes you're like, you was an old jazz musician, like jazz musician back in the day. The way you act, it's like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and Pushbush was like an old exactly. kind of southern belle royal kind of chorus and you know. Aretha
2: Franklin, she was like really soft and like, you know, a soul
1: just, queen. Yes. We, we <laughs> still celebrate Pushbush every Sunday on uh is Saint Pushbush Sunday on our Instagram. She's still the most popular. She's on most A lot of our designs, um, you know, people collect her. And she was like my
2: my soulmate. She was just
1: an extension of my being. And she's really how we gained so many followers. It was actually a picture of Push Push sitting in a box that went kind of crazy. And, you know, she she loved the camera.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Camera whore. Camera
1: whore. (laughs) she was
2: born careless yeah (laughs) oh that's for sure yeah yeah a
0: natural queen (laughs) in all her ranks. oh god yes (laughs) so Shelly you're currently throwing all the mugs as we said earlier and you're in charge of the surface decorations can you talk to us a little bit about the process and what that entails
2: absolutely so when we make uh pottery except for the actual um pot or the or the mug itself which has its own style we really see it more of as a canvas it's Mm -hmm. always like we tell a story on it so what I the way we do we work on everything together so every mug both of our hands has been part of so Chris would wedge the clay for me prepare it I would throw the mugs then the next day, she'll turn them, make the bottom part, and I'll put the handles on. Then she cleans it while I throw another batch of mugs, and then we dry them. We put it in the kiln for the first firing. Mm-hmm. Then we make our own glaze. Chris makes the glaze, um, and she glazes the first part of it. Sometimes I'll end in the, I'll help in the end while I'm throwing another batch of mugs. Uh, And then it goes again into another firing, which is the glaze firing. Uh, And then we both uh, make the designs. Chris does, like, if I have ideas, I'll tell her what I want. I'll find images. Sometimes it's different collages that we do. Sometimes it's our drawings. Sometimes um, we have actually my father, which is an architect and also um, an artist. He did a few of our drawings. So we incorporate his drawing into it. And then she'll work it on the computer. And then we print our own, the sepia color, our own decals and we apply it. Um, and then it goes into another firing, which is the decal firing. Then the fourth firing we do, which is the color decal. This is decal that we source from England. I think some of it is, it's vintage and some of it is from Italy. Oh. And, um,
1: Shelly does all the color herself I do and she does color. all the gold.
2: And then the gold also we use 24 karat gold, like luster. Ah, okay. And um, it's very, the decal is a very, very
1: uh, finicky kind of process because the, the paper is just, it's a water slide decal. It's kind of that we do. So it's like a temporary tattoo. So we, okay. we take the images on the computer and okay. then we print it on a special paper and then you you know you cut it out, put it in the water, and you slide it on the mug. Right, I and the-
2: it's so thin that it rips so easily, or it yes. creates mm-hmm. bubbles. So you have to be super super like careful with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then it goes into the fourth firing. Sometimes even a fifth, depend if he has another layer on it.
1: Um. So it's but it's kind of like songwriters the way i think about it's actually like the band we like the indigo girls there's two of them one of the each one of them write their own songs but they play on each other's songs so some designs are like a shelly design you know and whoever's design it is they have the final say of whether it's you know good or not and we we can make suggestions but you know so there's shelly designs there's chris designs and But Shelly is really the master of the color decal and the gold. She's the master of all the tiny little details. You know, I am a massive klutz. I am the last person that should be doing ceramics as a business. I am literally a bull in the china shop. And Shelly knows.
2: Between her and the cats, like when we just started and it would take hours to just do like 10 mugs you know and before I I got a little bit faster at throwing them um monkey is obsessed with the studio and he would he would come and he would try and sit on me while I'm throwing and he would the studio is like his face it's like his cat you know castle he loves the studio he walks around like a king and and one day there was like all these a tray with 10 mugs sitting to dry after they're finally like cleaned and ready to go into the kiln and he just like jumps on the tray and all the waterfall like a waterfall of mugs all crushed into the floor now at that moment both of us looked like our eyes opened so wide he looked at us and he no one said a word there was not like it was quiet he just looked at and very slowly he like (laughs) walked outside the studio and moved away it was like he knew at that moment He was like I better not say anything else and he just like walked out and disappeared he's like I think I did something bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you know, like Baby Jesus and Push Push, they didn't they don't care about the studio. Some of but okay. but monkey is interested. Well, in she
2: likes to lick wet sleep.
1: Yeah. Cats like to eat clay. Like they like, like to chew monkey likes to chew on dry clay. Right. So
2: yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's but just
0: something. yeah, so but in the ingredients.
2: I think also. It is, but also I think because it's kind of hard and grainy. I think it uh, he likes it because maybe it cleans his teeth, Ah. chewing on it. It's almost like you know when they used to when they were feral at some you know one point they used to hunt and the bones of the animals that they would hunt or whatever. It would clean their teeth, and he
1: really enjoys chewing on on he chews on metal,
2: metal and
1: plastic. He's like a dog. Anything (laughs) he's our chewer. (laughs) Yes. More
2: like a pit bull, maybe. <laughs> he's our our special child. He's our special needs special child. Special needs. We oh. we do have a couple of those, but he's more of the
1: yeah emotionally special needs. Yes, for sure.
0: Um, so, if our listeners want to buy some of your beautiful ceramics, where can they buy? And do you ship internationally?
1: Oh yeah, we ship all over the world. Um, you you can find us on. You can just Google Crazy Cat Lady Ceramics and all of our shops will come up. We're on Etsy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I did just start a TikTok, but I'm a bit old. I'm a bit old for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can just uh, Google. If you
2: you just put like Cat Lady Ceramics or stuff like this, other stuff will come. But if you put Crazy Cat Lady Ceramics, then it would
1: be our. Us. Us, yeah. yes. So. We're, we're super easy to find.
0: Yeah. I t- I'm in total support of you starting that TikTok, by the way. Like, I think it will be so awesome. I, I've
1: started it. Okay, cool. I feel so, you know, the only thing, I got excited about it because I discovered you could put, like, Tom Petty and the Indigo Girls and actual music on it. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm going to do that. So there's all these videos of, like, Shalom with Tom Petty in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cute. You'll have to update us and, and send the, the TikTok page for sure. Yes. Um, so I've already checked out your Etsy page, actually, and I absolutely love all the designs. And it's really hard for me to personally choose a favourite because I adore all of your cap designs. Um. But do you have a favourite piece, pieces, a favourite mug? And if so, which one would it
2: be? Um. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank um, you. We uh, actually, we take uh, pride in our cat designs because of course it's our cats on our mugs. So we are anybody that says that they like it, then it's like, Oh, thank you so much. This is my baby. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but um, me personally, one of my all time favorite thing that we made, it's a seven foot sculpture that we did a few years ago of the Madonna and child. And it's actually part wood, like the, base that Chris built. And then you have a big sculpture of the Madonna, which is actually a a big cat, uh, based on our push push, our female cat. And she's holding a tiny little cat in her arms, which is baby Jesus, which she, when we adopted, uh, rescued baby Jesus, she breastfed him, even though she had no milk, she was fixed and actually never had babies, but she Uh would let him breastfeed for two months. He would be attached to her nipple and she became like his mama and she taught him everything. You know, she actually was the alpha cat and she taught him to become, when she passed away, he took that and became the alpha cat, which is quite incredible. And this piece for me, we, we took it for, there was a first cat con in LA a few years ago. And uh, we, we took, we were invited to go there and we took
1: all our pottery there. And we drove all the sculpture across, from Vermont to yeah, LA. We packed
2: a full van of all the pottery and tons of sculpture and urn. and. and and everything was packed to the roof in this van. I want to say nothing broke on the way. We Chris drove three and a half days straight. I think it's like eight thousand miles or something like this away ah, from here, right. and uh, we got there. And everybody, it was so. It has thousands of little flowers on this sculpture, and it's. It's a very complicated piece. It has tiles going around it with the ten co- the ten cat commandments on it, and it's very elaborate. It's kind it of a like of-
1: a, a religious icon, right? But of you know, in cat form. In yes. cat form, and yeah. people that would see it
2: at catcon would just run from across the room with their mouth open. It's like, oh my god, what is this? People came and kneeled in front of it and took pictures uh-huh. with it, and kind of like say their little prayers or requests yeah. in front of it. And for us, it's, it's standing in our living room. And I, lo- I look at it every day. It became kind of the shrine after Push Push has passed. So we have her pictures on it and, and different little rocks that people and people send all these presents. Oh for yeah. Her. When um, she was,
1: she got sick. We were so lucky that we have such amazing people that follow us and people made her blankets and, I mean, and I mean cards and candles. Oh, because Push yeah. Push's whole thing is that, like Shelly, she's obsessed with food, and <laughs> of course, her favorite food is cheesecake. So, actually, one of her fans actually sent her an, a cheesecake, from style New. cheesecake factory, yeah.
0: and uh, we did
1: actually let her uh, let her lick it and kind yeah. of go, go to town a bit. Uh, but unfortunately, she had a she got jaw cancer, and that's what she yeah. passed away from. But yeah, that shrine is kind of like the the beacon of the house. But right. and for me, my favorite design is actually it's also a push push design that uh, for certain holidays, like for Halloween, we do a Halloween collection. So we every year we do a, a an image with a black cat and a witch. So it changes every year, so people collect it. And then we do you know maybe something with skeletons or, or different things. But uh, one year for Easter. Now we don't ever have time to do it. We did an image with push push was like bunny ears, and all the cats are in eggs, and and actually we only ever made two of those mugs, and I have one of them, and I use it every day. So that's my my favorite. I use the other mug, which is
2: um, actually I can show you. I'm sorry that your people so, can't see it, huh? but um, it's got our cat Bulbul on it. Live in the. It-
1: yeah, no. yes.
2: Oh, I love it. And this is our cat Bulbul
1: that inspired the company. Actually,
2: and- he is the reason why we started this company. He is like, you know, my my baby. And he I is Push Push's
1: brother. Yes. He looks so elegant.
2: Oh, he was something else. You know, every sing- he loved to play, and you know we were drawn i used to live in this apartment that has kind of like a you could walk around it it had like a wall in the middle and we would run after each other and i would stop in one corner and then he'll look you know he like peekaboo and Aww. he every single time that i would open the Drawer for the utensils, and you know, utensils make this kind of like noise. He would run across the apartment wherever he was. That was like he would just run to it, he was just obsessed. Also, he was obsessed with uh, fresh ground coffee, Montreal fresh ground, fine coffee. Wow. The smell, just like something about, I think he got the smell for me. I i do believe that genetically they have a lot of uh, our... <laughs> yes, push, push, and <laughs> sounds like it, <laughs> and, and you, know, genetic, oh, for sure. <laughs> you know,
1: they have a lot of. Family family traits
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they were perfect for you oh uh,
2: yes absolutely
0: um so I had a quick nose on your Instagram and I saw a video of the actor Kirsten Bell dancing with one of your mugs I mean that's pretty amazing but how did this happen and what was it like to see that video for the first time
2: well, I, I'm going to tell you, this was really funny because we got an order from a uh, Kristen Bell. Okay. We, at that time we didn't know it was the Kristen Bell, but yeah. she ordered 18 mugs and she didn't ask for a discount. So we were like, okay, this is suspicious. Do we have such a huge order? And you know, she was just put like a really nice, she got order, some political order, mugs, a lot of pl- different um kinds of mugs. So and we were like, oh, and she wanted to do something for her husband. And we were like, wow, this is maybe it's her, but you know, we're not going to like say it's her for sure. Yeah. And then we, we sent her the order and she gave us a five-star review and said how much she loved it. And I think it's her, one of her f- favorite mugs. And then, Um, A few weeks later, suddenly we started getting emails of people and say, oh, my God, we just saw your mug on a video of Kristen Bell holding your mug. And we had no idea. We looked at her. Uh, Instagram and we saw her dancing. I mean, honestly, some of it you can barely, people recognize Armagh from like a tiny little like angle. You can barely even notice. We didn't even notice. I
1: saw that video. I follow her on Instagram (laughs) and I didn't even clock (laughs) it And We had
2: so many people behind us that they recognized it, which was, first of all, for us, such, I mean, first of all, the fact that she enjoyed it so much, it's, I mean, what an honor. Yeah. But What an amazing thing that someone that you create something that has um, a recognition in terms of uh, style or people were so excited. And so we were so moved to see how people feel like a personal attachment and, and, and something it, it spoke to them. And if someone has that piece, I mean, we get so many reviews from people that this is their, it's, Actually, there is one mug of someone um, that said that this is, it's a Raven mug that we made. And she felt like this, she had a dream about it at night that it was standing on her shelf. And the weirdest thing is that design came to me in a dream. Wow. So. I said, "Okay, that's meant to be yours, because if you dreamt about it and I dreamt about it before creating it, 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 it's a sign that it's meant to be. So it's almost like it has a life of its own. So for her to hold that mug and to say how much it's important to her, we know how much it's important to us. It's very hard to say goodbye and see those mugs leave but you know these mugs get to travel the world even
1: though we don't right we are
2: stuck and work at home seven days a week every day you know and (laughs) to see those mugs reach like from dubai to australia to all over europe to england to eastern europe all over the states it's alaska
1: hawaii all uh, over the world everywhere
2: everywhere and it's such a and it's, it's a treat. For, and it's, because
1: a mug is such an intimate thing, you know, and for me, really, a mug is kind of like a, it's a, it's a transformer. It's kind of, it can be whatever you want it to be. it it, it It's a, it can have idea. It's an intimate thing, you know, every day, your favorite mug. So
2: people get really it's soothing. It's warm. If you have yeah. something hot in it, people like like to hold it with both her hands. It's almost yeah. like a hug. It's, yeah. it's something that, and if you have a favorite mug, you, or, or you choose, you go into your cupboard and you open it. And if it's something that's handmade, you look, maybe you have 10 handmaids or three handmaids mugs. And you're like, wow, today I'm in the mood for this one. It's, it's not just a tea or coffee you're having like on the run, you know, with some disposable cup. Mm. It's something that you, it's a
1: ritual. It's, it yeah. is. It's
2: a ritual. Mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. it's always
1: such an honor to be a part of people's rituals and we hope that it makes them feel better and you know you look at it and you smile and you enjoy it and you think oh i'm having that moment to myself and you know maybe before the kids get up or what the cats get up or whatever and (laughs) you know it's a it's a really beautiful connection that Mm -hmm. you can share with people and you know for me I love that idea. I love the idea that there's little bits of us all around the world and our cats and push, push and bubble and people know them and their stories. And, and we always say
2: that with every single mug that you buy, you get cat hair with it because the cats are so
1: involved in the packing.
2: <laughs> and there's so, there's always hair stuck on the tape and in everything.
1: Yeah, maybe Jesus is the head packing managers. So. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. It's a little gift from them as well absolutely (laughs) monkey choose practically on every box you always have some teeth mark on the box sometimes (laughs) if
1: we have time we'll draw monkey approved or something on it but
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome and i love that it's just like you said it's so personal but it's so intimate such an intimate Hmm. moment when you have something especially if it's handmade because it's so personal but i think like with you guys what you do is more than just creating ceramics like you're actually creating things that are really touching people and benefiting them um so i think it's beyond that and i think what you're doing is so beautiful
1: oh thank thank you so much we do it with all our heart you know we've i've like this is 20 years of blood sweat and tears it's and it's not easy in the beginning you know it was like we were poor, you know, you're counting your pennies, starving artists, and, yeah, and, you know, it's, it was never a choice, it was always something that I had to do, you know, if I don't make, my mental health is no good, you yeah. know, it's healing for everybody. <laughs> yeah, 100%, it's a
0: two-way kind of yeah. street. Yeah. Like music, you know, music yeah.
1: for me is my massive inspiration,
2: mm-hmm. um, you
1: know, we always listen to music, and, you know, Tom Petty and the heartbreakers, Pearl Jam, Jam, number one, you know, and we love you, Eddie, Um, (laughs) (laughs) Eddie better. So it's like that. I mean, I, music is more influential on me even than visual art. So Mm -hmm. that kind of, like a song. A cup is kind of like a song. It's a yeah. conversation. It's a story. You know, you can go around it. There's just a beginning. There's the middle and there's inside, an inside. There's
2: like little surprises. You can always look at it and find from different angle a little extra
1: something. And the amount of people that break their mugs and then glue them back together <laughs> and then we'll use them again and again and again and again. <laughs> and I'm always like, just buy another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get it;
0: it's so special. You just don't want to buy another one, like he. Oh, I know.
1: And they all send us pictures, and I'm like, and I'm like it's so heartbreaking when I see them. I'm. It's like, it's like, don't send me pictures. I
0: know. <laughs>
1: so we've been talking about
0: them already obviously but moving on to my favorite part of the show now which of course is probably your favorite part as well pets so you've told us um quite a lot about your pets anyway and uh, the previous cats that you had as well um so yeah if you want to tell us a little bit more about your life and journey with pets so far that would be really interesting
2: well, I want to kind of say, uh, we do right now we have three cats. We have Shalom, which is, he the embryo. The youngest. Because he is the youngest. He is, uh, he's actually going to be six this summer. Aww. And he is just, oh my God. Of course, they all are, but I always tell them, you are my favorite. <laughs> Don't tell the others. But of course, they all get it because they are just like my heart. But this Shalom, which is a black cat, with his little crooked legs in the back. He is just pure love and joy and anxiety, which I think he got that
1: for me too. You got it from his <laughs> mom.
2: Yeah. From his mommy. He is just, he's a little monster. He loves to um,
1: bug his brothers, bug his
2: brothers, especially monkey. And he is, he sleeps on my pillow. He needs to, every day he has this thing that after they eat, well, they eat four times a day. We try to ration it like, and then a little snack here and there and their teeth and this. But um, he has to be, he comes to me, he kind of gets frustrated. So he comes to me every day around noon and then he waits for me to lift him up. I have to hold him until he falls asleep. And then I put him on the couch. She has and to then put him to bed. I put him to bed. He goes oh. to sleep. Then, of course, when he wakes up, he's kind of like his eyes are a little bit droopy. So I have to hold him again until he really wakes up. Then he has to have a little snacky and then he can start his day where he bugs his brothers. So that's <laughs> his little ritual. Now, Monkey is our second boy. and He, he was, was actually
1: my cat before I met Shelly. Right. And he's, hey. he's 10. He's, he's a, 10. He's a tuxedo. Right. Okay. And he was kind of traumatized. He was trapped in a flood when he was a little kitten and he has kind of emotional PTSD. PTSD. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of play therapy with him and stuff, but he's like my soul. He is my boy. My, you know, every night he comes for brushing. He He's my, he's my baby. I mean, he's my favorite. They're all my favorite, but you know, <laughs> And then we also, and we and have then Baby Jesus, which is the Alpha Cat. He's, uh, he's gonna be
2: 14 this year. Ah. He is, um, we say his name is Baby Jesus, and I say, and we say he's the real Jesus. <laughs> he is um, FIV positive, which is uh, he has feline AIDS, which he got when he was a cat in Montreal. He was born next to a huge. Uh, church. That's how he got his name. And he used to go outside when I lived in Montreal in the city, and he was this hunter. And uh, on one of his outings, he got his ear bit and uh, got infected. And that's how he cut his FIV. And uh, now we say that he's a retired tired pirate now he's <laughs> just a couch potato. And he and doesn't they, go outside. They, they, none of them. They don't go outside. They don't. They would know, get eaten here. Right. But he has also upper respiratory disease. He has now also he has this thing that he's uh, he itches himself so bad for many years that he has to take prednisone and that actually cause uh, his diabetic. So mm-hmm. he get two shots of insulin every day and he gets pills every day. And sometimes ointment. And he is an angel. Every time he has to get his insulin shot, he knows. He runs to the kitchen, to the table. He waits for his little snack. He stands there. I get him the shot. No problem. Now, when I have to give his pill, I kiss his head. And I said, oh, you're such a good boy. Lift your head. And And he lifts lifts his head. head And I stick the pill in his mouth. And that's it. Like amazing. He is just incredible. Now, what's amazing, and this is something that he learned from Push Push. Push Push was um, a mountain lion. She was, her energy, we saw it with our own eyes one time. Because Monkey can be, well, he used to be. Now he's not because she taught him. But he used to be very aggressive. Not just like in one second, his brain would just change and he would be, with attack, without, he's very loving and friendly, but it was just his brain, you know. And she would give him the look of, like, she could take his liver out. She never raised her hand, never did. It was like her neck would stretch out so long, and the look that the ho- all the cats would stop at that moment, what they're doing, and would just freeze from fear. And wow. the violence would stop. Now, baby Jesus, he is like that. Now, Shalom and monkey, they kind of, you know, like little boys, they would fight constantly. And Shalom really pushes it with monkey. And monkey used to, like, scream whenever Shalom would bug him. That was the cue for baby Jesus. Now, baby Jesus, because Shalom is the baby. um, He's protective. He was very protective of Shalom, of monkey. So he would run to monkey and look at him. And it was just stop like the violence. Now, I want to tell you this one short story. yes, please. We do have my little sister was here at the time, so we have a third person. We to, have evidence. We that, have evidence. That we're not the, just
1: crazy. Yeah, we're not
2: just making this up. we have we were sitting in the living room, yeah, next to each other, and there was this couch in front of us. And the Shalom and monkey were fighting on the couch. And baby Jesus rent, It's a what, a futon couch, heavy, you know, mm-hmm. like a long one, a heavy one, a heavy one. We're sitting there. Baby Jesus ran to the couch right in the middle between of them, between them, and he hit with his paw, his front paw, in the middle on the couch, and the couch <laughs> lifted <laughs> off the ground and landed. And the three of us, our jaws, our I'm mouth, dead. open. <laughs> I have never he did it with seen it with one paw. Like he just hit it and the couch lifted off the ground. Not to say that like, both cats were just like in shock. They just ran away. Yeah. But the three of us couldn't believe that this little cat could create with just one hit such energy that it was just insane. He has
1: has heavy chi. He has
2: definitely heavy chi. (laughs) I think he is Jesus. I'm scared. I can't believe it. Oh, he is. He is never in his entire life scratched, never in his entire life beat baby Jesus. He is only... Only love like Jesus, only love. And and this is why he never use ever violence. It's only with his energy, he makes everything.
1: I mean, if he has right. to, occasionally he'll swap monkey I mean, to remind him who's right. in place. But if
2: it's really bad, you know, but not really. swat. but never, ever, ever. He is just so loving and he just likes peace. He doesn't like any voices to be raised in the house. He doesn't like any violence. We have a very calm environment. He is very, he needs everything to be calm and he is in charge. And what's interesting about him, you know, when Push Push passed away, she was his protector. Mm-hmm. So if anything happened, he would run to her and immediately she protected her baby Jesus. But when she passed, I was worried that he wasn't going to take on charge. And I was afraid that Monkey would take it and then he doesn't know how to control his energy. And at first, monkey was trying to kind of be a baby and be alpha. alpha. And baby would run and hide behind my leg, my legs between my legs. And I one day I looked at him and I said, "Baby, you need to remember what push ta- taught you. You are the alpha. You are the strong one. You are the wisest. You need to take control." That day, everything changed. And I swear to you, it's the truth. He just took on that role and never again he was afraid. He became the king that he is and the ruler, and that's it. And now everything is just so smooth.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm listening to you and I'm like, why is this not a book? Because <laughs> honestly, You guys should make a podcast for yourselves because
1: (laughs) I I do have a podcast that I do with my my friends about the the band, the Indigo Girls. It's called Perfect World Pod. So it's pretty new. We just started that. It was good to have something that was outside of pottery. But I think if we did have a podcast about the cats, it would basically just... Us talking about the cats. You know,
2: it's kind of, it's so amazing to talk to you about that because you... Get it. You yeah. feel you know, and your listeners, they like you know, they're right They'll there with it. us on the yeah. same wavelength, you know. But a lot of people that we know is like, oh my god, yeah, man, they, about your they, cats. They, they don't want to hear every <laughs> conversation starts with something and somehow it ends up you know with a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and at some
1: point in the conversation, Shelly will be like winking at me, like, okay, stop okay, talking that's enough. <laughs>
0: Well, fortunately, you have built such a wonderful community online as well, so I'm sure everybody would be so appreciative to, to hear oh yeah about well, that.
1: every day we I post you know some cat photos and some and some pottery photos and it, it's funny, you know you get people that follow both and some people that follow just the cats and you get yeah. they have
2: their own like uh fans kinda, like, yeah. of each cat has their own followers Wow. People just like um, oh yeah, but
1: collect just their stuff. We had a, a cat for a very short time. Her name was Sushi. She was a special needs kitty that we rescued, who is now Saint Sushi. So on Monday we have Saint Sushi Monday. I mean, she was a hero. Aww. She was one of the I, I most mean, incredible beings I have had the honor of interacting with. We only had her for a short while. She for had a, year. a she had a Caesar, she was kicked around as a kitten and abused and had neurological problems. And we had one of her foots amputated. And I mean, we spent, we did everything we could to try and save her, but in the end we couldn't, but she has a hardcore following too, but push, push is still, I would say push, push and baby Jesus are still, you know, number one.
2: Yeah. Yes. But you know, sushi, she was, um,
1: um, it's okay. (laughs) She's crying. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I understand. It's
0: horrible, and I hate. I, I, I hate hearing like um, sad rescue stories because I just think, like, what kind of people could
1: do this? Like, I just yeah, don't she, understand. Like, you she know, was gosh. kicked around by I guess kids, and then she, uh, she, she was put in a home where she was neglected. uh,
2: uh, We were not going to go into it because there's no... You know what? We know that it will never be... We would never behave like this and your followers will never behave like this. And for me, I have heard enough horror stories to last a lifetime and I don't don't need to hear any horrors. I actually chose to become vegan out of compassion for animals. (coughs) We're both vegan. We are both. We've been for many years. I've been for almost 20 years vegetarian and I don't need to hear any horror stories because I am right there with them, you know, there's no need, but her, she was the tiniest, tiniest. She was at the heaviest. She was five pounds that she got after we fed her up, she was five pounds. That's like at six years old. So she was like tiny, but she was, just all she wanted is to be kissed on the forehead and <laughs> her paw held. She was the most pure, and never with all that she's been through, she was just light and love. Just, I, you think like, you know, people always say, Oh my God, my dog is so incredible. He's like a human. And I said, No. Maybe if you're a good human, you're like a dog. Mm-hmm. I would never compare an amazing animal to a human being because for me, humans need to look at animals and learn and improve and become more like animals, Under- you know. It's so, they're just so, What nothing comes out of Bad intentions or hidden agendas
1: or no ego, uh, no ego, no nothing. They don't care how many followers you have, no,
2: <laughs> or <laughs> how just... many mods
1: you've sold. Yeah.
2: yeah, and 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 they
1: are love. They're love. They're they light love. and love, and they're. they're and different. our life revolves around them. You know, for sushi, yeah. we used to get up. In the middle of the night, multiple times, we still, do, times. But we still for, for baby to give her medication, and and it was fine. You know, it was of course we'll oh. do it. It was I, an I, honor. I mean, they we've been so. I mean, I grew up with cats, so our my first cat lived to be twenty one. Uh, her name was Patches. I had Patches and Rags and Coco that I grew up with, and my my mom was the uh, was a crazy cat lady. <clears> okay, <throat> so you know, there are just such blessings that come into your life and such personalities and stories and they, they give and leave so much more than, you know, you could ever repay back.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And you know, me for, I actually grew up with dogs and I, and I, my entire life until I was, 25 i think when i got my first cats my rescue push push and bull bull i was always afraid of cats huh? i was t- i mean i was petrified i don't know why i was so afraid and actually when we got push push and bull bull my ex-husband and i and i was like, what is this sound? I did not understand what the purring sound was. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? What is happening? And he was like, they're purring. This is what they do when they're enjoying themselves. And then when they're connecting, and I was like, oh my God. And when I just got them, I was, where has this been my entire life? Mm. I I feel like my entire life, I was searching for a cat for them and I did know I used to as a child go with like this really soft glove and I would walk around and hug it and all these soft textures and and I was like oh my god this is like a like a soft it's a cuddly toy that's alive and it's alive and it's purring and I can love it and yeah oh so loving and communicative and they're Mm -hmm. so demanding people say oh cats are so independent you can just leave them alone i was like i don't know what cats you're having but you can't leave my cats alone exactly (laughs) i am just they're like the source of my anxiety and the source of my healing
1: yeah. And, and, ours, and they might be a little spoiled. Ours, you know, people, yeah. <laughs> they get, you know, they have couches and again, people <laughs> send them presents and toys. Every time my parents
2: okay. come to visit from Israel, they would design and build all these like big cat toys and climbing uh,
1: stuff. And we have a catio, a catio that catio they built. outside
2: That my father and my mom build outside huge so they can come out the window and stay there, but it's all closed and protected. And there are, obsession our obsession and their heart and I would do anything for them for their joy and comfort
1: and and we do and we do (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) and the the mugs support the cat habit I mean that was what was so amazing when we had sushi because I mean she had I mean she had everything wrong with her you could imagine in the beginning and she had to have so many she had surgeries and you know everything. And but another thing that we that's great about our company is that we try and give five percent of all our sales to different no kill shelters around the country. We give to auctions. All people have to do is write us for for different shelters, and we send work, and they auction it off. And um, you know that's really important to us to to try and give give that back and 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 support all the amazing work that people do you know for Absolutely. the animals
2: for the ones with no voice or the voice that we don't usually
1: or shelly hears that voices all the time
0: <laughs> i feel yeah. like they're both really in tune with them and i think that's so important as owners like then you don't just see them as cats or animals like you see their personalities you see
2: them for who they are as individuals and you respect them so much A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, I look into their eyes and I feel, I feel their soul. I can feel what they need. We ask them, obviously, you know, there is stuff that maybe I don't understand every word, but they listen when we talk Mm -hmm. with them. They answered. I, I try to go down to the floor and talk to them in the same, in the eye level, they are so, it's incredible how much they understand and how yeah. much they are, they they feel you when you are down, when you are sick, when you are any fluctuation in our energy. They're right there with and us, and they are
1: always right there on Shelly, even at night because our bed is basically just a, a train station of cats. <laughs> so you know, uh, it, it's very. I, I remember actually after Push Push passed away, you know it was, it's still hard for us and and sushi, but the boys, the three of them were always in a triangle around Shelly for months. They would not leave her side. Yeah. And, you know, know,
2: we tried to, to, to talk to them, you know, it's very hard, you know, but, I try to show them pictures of Push-Push. We and tell
1: them the stories about when we got them. All the time. <laughs> all the
2: time. Do you remember how we, we got you? Do you remember the little box and how you poke your head? And We always tell their story of their childhood. And, and <laughs> I think
1: that one thing that we really learned from the experience of Push-Push of is when you have a, a family of cats, is that the legacy of their story and the energies and the languages that they have continues? So when yeah. Push Push passed away, her language and energy came to baby. And yeah. now baby, you know, it will go to Shalom. Mm-hmm. And then and it continues. And that kind of continue of the energy and their life force is still there. And it's just like with the Potter, you know, it's about the energy and the and the that's in all these things that we create and, 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 and the relationships that build around that and the stories, you know, it's all about the stories that these objects and these animals have to tell. And, you know, we're just, uh, kind of happy bystanders that kind facilitators. of facilitators <laughs> to the process. And, you know, I mean, every day I, I can't believe that this is what we do. You know, I don't think I could get a real job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this This is a me. real job. This is a road. It's it. I mean, we work seven days a week. We don't, we don't take days off, you know, I mean, especially when we get close to the holidays, forget about it, Mm. you know. um, And I have to say that our number one, like
2: obviously is quality control, but customer service, mm. we are, it take it extremely seriously. We, we feel that we want to treat others the way we want to be treated and it's very important to us that people are happy with what they receive when they open the box we want them to immediately feel wow this is something that they have waited for we put so many hours into each pro- like stuff thing mm-hmm. that we are we want them to feel that all the love yeah they are just they just received it. So it's an exchange of energy and we get it back for them. They write us all the time. We interact. We have people from the, mo- that still follow us from the moment we started for so many years and we're we re- very their different. animals and their stories. And we've seen some of their, a lot of their animals pass and move on. And it's this, they become, we're connected, you know, we're all connected and they become part of our circle.
0: Yeah,
2: guys, every I'm cat is part like, of our sold. circle. I should point yeah. out.
0: I'm so I'm. I'm already thinking about a <laughs> cup for my cat Jerry, and I think I need to to put in an
1: order with you guys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We would. Sherry. We would be honored. We would. It's. There's no greater honor than preserving, and honoring that soul. You know. It's. It's. It's always magic it the alchemy of pottery it's it's like the alchemy of of the love of the relationship between the animals, and everything just feeds into each other and if you get it right and kind of almost keep yourself out of the way of the process, then it has its own life and yeah. and then it 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 can spread and you know that's what we want we want to spread the love we want to spread spread the good energy, the good vibes and we want people to you know, see these magical beings that, are just here in our house. I'm always, I look at the cats all the time and I'm like, how are you real? <laughs> yeah. You're like a little walking little alien. Little alien. It's like, <laughs> how is this? How are we here? I you know, know. I mean, we're looking, you know, for aliens on other planets, but right? it's like right there. <laughs> they're right here. You know, it's like wow guys, I feel like you're talking to me. I have this conversation <laughs> with my boyfriend all the
0: time. <laughs> Literally it's the same conversation.
1: It's like, it's, it's magic. You know, yeah. I think if we ever have questions about the afterlife or, or other things that are going on, I'm like, we live in a world with animals that we can have this relationship with. They have little paws. oh, I know. Little
2: hairy paws and cute nose and good smell. And, and, and they're just like, and I, mean, I think it's the, just
1: cute. I mean. And I think the animals know, because where we live in Vermont, we actually have 11 acres of maple forest here that uh-huh. we actually don't touch. deliberately we live on a tiny island the island's seven miles by three miles there's only like 400 people that live on this island and we deliberately leave the forest for the animals yeah and it's like i think they know now because we actually have a family of foxes that live it was a shed a cow shed at some point but they've taken over so generationally um We've, we get to see the family and the babies and then all the birds come in, you know, they, they're in our gutters. They're every you know, <laughs> other people get rid of them. We're like, no, no, come. You know, yeah. my rule is no. It makes a- me
2: think of that. Uh, what's the name of the, you know, in the Hobbit, the, the,
1: Oh, the guy, the wizard the that has the, the wizard,
2: bird. Even she like it
1: poops on his head and that wizard. You that would let the, the, the bird forest, poop on your head. You know? <laughs> but you know, they, they, the rule is no crawly things in the house because yeah, the cats, yeah. you know, keep that away. I'm not like, you know, outside in the kiln room, cute little mice. That's fine. Not in the house, but you know, I think the animals know this is a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're coming. They come. Chili yeah. calls them.
0: Aww honestly guys i'm so so happy that um i got to speak to you on this show like it's 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 such a blessing speaking to you and it's i know that everybody who listens is going to feel the same as me and feel such a connection and i can feel your energy um just through the zoom call so i know that you guys are so amazing and pure-hearted so it's oh well thank thank you thank
2: thank you so much thank you this is it's what a pleasure to talk with you and and it's so
1: and we love, and we do, we love your podcast. We yes. love what you're doing. And, you know, it's, and it's not e- easy these podcasts having my own. I know, you know, it's yeah, like, it's a, a it's a, <laughs> and
2: actually it's so nice to connect with someone, you know, we've been is. so isolated exactly. for so long now. And this is so, Yeah, the cats it's- are
1: sick of the stories.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell them to all of us. We love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> But, guys, lastly, um I know you've mentioned already where we can find crazy cat ceramics, but if you could just remind us and give us your um handles on Instagram, etc, that would be amazing,
1: yeah, it's just Crazy Cat lady Ceramics on Instagram, Crazy Cat lady Ceramics on facebook dot com right? And you can find us at Crazy ceramics dot com. That's our shop um on Etsy, Crazy Cat Lady Ceramics. yeah, and you can always just google us if you put in crazy cat lady ceramics the first thing that comes up is us
0: perfect thank you so much so thank you thank you say goodbye for now and yes thank you again thank you so much have a wonderful day thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to this podcast We have some amazing guests on the show who share such invaluable advice, stories and inspiration. Can you do me a favour? If you like this podcast, please could you rate, review and subscribe. This will help us reach people who can benefit from listening. Another way you could help is if you could tell a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast too. See you next week. Goodbye.